Andre Dawson, Hall of Famer from the Chicago Cubs, and you're listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast featuring everybody's favorite coach, Coach Manaman. Follow him on Twitter at Coach Manaman. This podcast is produced on Anchor, where you can record, edit, and publish all from your smartphone. You can find the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any other major podcast platforms. Stepping to the batter's box. Welcome back and thank you for tuning in to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. We are going to take the podcast in a different direction today and try to reach a larger and greater audience. So I would like to thank our local supporters for listening to this and maybe taking a trip back to memory lane when there were no worries in the world except your friends and video games. I am joined today by a man who runs a Tecmo Bowl and an RBI baseball tournament out of Omaha, Nebraska. And we welcome to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast, Brad Bell, who runs the Twitter account Tecmo Bowl vs. RBI Baseball, which is huge in the Twitter realm. Welcome to the podcast, Brad. Hey, Nick. Thanks for having me on, man. Um, and it's, it's good to talk to a, um, well, a former Iowan, but uh, it's good to connect with a fellow Iowan for the show. And we always do try to relate it back to Dubuque or relate it back to Iowa. And Brad is right across the state next to us in Omaha, Nebraska, and does have some Iowa ties. Now, Brad, first question I have for you, at what age did you fall in love for the games, RBI Baseball and Tecmo Bowl? Um, Well, I vividly remember getting Tecmo Bowl um, shortly after it came out. So that would have put me about 12, uh, going on 13 um, even though RBI came out a year earlier than Tecmo, uh, for some reason I didn't get into that till the spring of 90. So I was a little late to the RBI party. Now, those games, 30 years later, they still have a huge following. Why do you think that is? Well, there's a, a lot of factors to it. Um, for starters, you know, obviously nostalgia plays a key role, um, I, for example, the first couple sports games I was introduced to were 10-yard fight and Nintendo baseball, which are charming in a way, but still pretty rough to play. Um, they definitely have their, uh, they lack a few things that um, make them, you know, so they're not great games. So when Tecmo Bowl came out, um, fluid player movements, um, really smooth gameplay, quick, fast action. Um, and so I think that appealed to people. Um RBI Baseball has a great pitcher-batter interface. Like Nolan Ryan's throwing that 102-mile-per-hour heat. We pretty much see it coming in frame by frame. So um, they were, in my opinion, the the class of their uh, sports games of those days. And um, they ultimately shine in two-player mode. And the memories people have of playing their friends in these heated battles, um, they just endure forever. 
And they're easy games to pick up and play. It's not like some of the football games or some of the baseball games today where you have to read a 15-page instruction manual to uh, just to know how to take a lead off a of first base or, or how to drop down a bun. I think um, when I have friends over, we'll bust out the Nintendo sometimes, and it's, it's button smashing, but you're going to get into a little later some of the strategic things that, that go into those games. Now, you have a tournament of your own, Tech Mobile and RBI Baseball in Omaha, Nebraska, but you also travel around the United States competing in all of these different tournaments. Have you ever placed in a tournament? Yes. Um, so Tech Mobile, the original Tech Mobile, um, is my specialty. And um, going back to 2016, um, I've been a part of 11 tournaments in um, – Seven states encompassing eight cities. Um, I've won 10 of the 11, posted a 64 and one record. Um, so I'm pretty okay at original Tecmo Bowl. Um, I've also, um, I'm not as accomplished RBI. Um, I think uh, I've still been a part of, um, geez, played in, I think, three states during that time. So I think my overall record at RBI is like 22 and eight or 26 and eight over that time. I've got a couple second places and a fifth and, um, so not as good at RBI, but I enjoy it just as much. Brad, everything these days has rankings. Are there rankings on the top tech mobile and RBI baseball players in the world? Well, I have my own personal rankings, um, as to, um, who some of the, the elite players are. Um, so I can share those with you, um, Considering I've been to, like I mentioned earlier, tournaments in seven different states and eight cities, um, I have a pretty good idea um, what the ceiling is for most random people, and it's not very high. So um, um, in my estimation, there's a, there's a couple Canadians, believe it or not, Derek Brown and Cam Allen from Hamilton, Ontario, um, who I met through the internet, uh, geez, about 16 years ago. Um, and they've played over a thousand games against each other and they've learned all the nuances, the strategies. Um, so they're, um, highly effective at the game. Um, myself and a couple of my buddies are up there as well. So, um, um, we believe we're the best players in the world and um, my resume and public tournaments um, speaks for itself. I, I've been telling people that I am interviewing the best tech mobile player in the United States. So I'm glad that you can back that up with that 64 and one record. Now, what's tournament? What is the tournament turnout like? for your tournament that you do in Omaha, Nebraska. And what are some of the bigger tournaments? Like what is the, where would the biggest tournament in the United States be? Well, the, um, our tournament usually draws about 20, around 20 players per, uh, per tournament. We do Tech Mobile at noon, RBI baseball at uh, 6 PM. Um, and so last year we had players from seven different States come in to Omaha to play, um, uh, Back in February, um, well, the tournament was actually going to be May 2nd, but because of the, the COVID situation, we can't, couldn't hold it. But um, we had uh, people from like 10 states and one province of Canada that were planning on attending. So, um, so we have our annual tournament. And the only problem with our tournament is Omaha doesn't really support it too well. Everybody thinks it's a good idea, but they don't really come out. So it's our diehard um, regulars from out of state that come back every year. Um, 
I have been to some pretty large Tecmo Bowl tournaments around the U.S. Um, I was at one in February this year in Cincinnati. It was a 40-player event. Um, I've been to a 32-player in Pittsburgh and a 32-player in Columbus, Ohio. Um, and pretty much the largest RBI tournament I've been a part of is, is about 20 players. So that was kind of the ceiling for that game. Now, if you win one of those large tournaments, what's payout generally like? Oh, it varies. Um, the Cincinnati one, I won, uh, I believe, 200 bucks. They also had a, a really cool fantasy football game because the matchups were predetermined. So when you when you scored touchdowns, you marked your, your, your card or whatever. And so I also won an additional 50. So that was a, a good payout. Um, Columbus, Ohio actually was prizes. I won a Nest Mini and a 36-inch Vizio uh, smart TV. So it varies. Um, our tournament, we spread the money around. So first place might win, you know, 125 or so, and second place is around 100, and then so on down. Now, we've already talked about some of the legendary gamers for these two games, and you're one of them yourself. If people listening to this, or if I would make the five-hour drive with some buddies to compete in your tournament, what are some of the standard rules like for these games that are pretty standard from tournament to tournament? Um, A lot of the... um well, it kind of depends on the game, too. So um, RBI Baseball in our tournament, we have a- adopted the one starting pitcher rule. Um, so you have your one starting pitcher and two relievers available to you. Unless the game goes into extra innings, then you can bring in that second starter. Um, so we've kind of found that that um, shrinks the talent gap and um, makes that, that tournament really competitive. Um, as for Tecmo Bowl, we observe a few rules. Um when the defense picks the same play as the offense, the offense is prohibited from gaining yards. Um, there are a few um, cheat plays or unstoppable plays in Tech Mobile. Um, so we basically put that rule in place to address those. Um, and then we have a couple other just minor rules for, for gameplay rules for the other two games, but that's, that's the primary ones. Now, if I'm in the tournament, I always roll with the Detroit Tigers unless we agree to do an um, all-star game. If I play you first round and I throw Jack Morris, can I throw Jack Morris again in the next round, or do I have to go to my second starting pitcher on the list? Um, well, it's kind of on an individual matchup basis, game by game. Um, so for RBI, for example, uh, we have a coin toss before the game, and so the winner will pick a matchup of two teams. So in our tournament, you really have to be ready – to play with any team or in any matchup. Um, um, so that's kind of how it goes with our preliminary three-game opening round. And then in the uh, the elimination rounds, it goes on like that. So by chance or luck, you could end up with the Tigers repeatedly. Um, and so in that scenario, you could use Jack Morris, you know, every, every game that you had the Tigers. So it is completely random. So... I can't play with the same team every single game unless that randomly happens. Am I reading that correctly? Yeah, just um, if you, you know, it, there is a random uh, feel to it in the sense that, you know, if you won every coin toss, you could throw out Detroit, Boston is the matchup. Okay. And a lot of times you would get Detroit. Um, but um, it just kind of depends on who wins the coin toss and what matchup is called um, dictates, you know, what the, what the game's going to be. Now, can somebody take 
the Raiders and just roll through everybody with Bo Jackson and Tech Mobile, or are the Raiders off limits? Um, actually, the Raiders are in play, and I would really like it if you were the Raiders. <laughs> you would think, um, okay. <laughs> but here's the thing. Uh, so Tech Mobile, our, our team selection process is a little bit different. So we do play the matchup option, or if you win the coin toss, um, you can flat out pick your team and take control of player two, and then your opponent will, will name a counter team. Because Tech Mobile, the team structure is a little bit, the hierarchy is a little bit different than RBI. Um, the problem with the Raiders, they have the two running backs set. And the programmers, to get that, had to remove the top wide receiver whose job on Bo Jackson's top run play is to block the outside linebacker. So in an oversight by the programmers, which people just never quite figured out, the top outside linebacker can really shut down Bo Jackson. And um, there's one of the pass plays you can call, which puts computer coverage on a deep guy. So L.A. is really easy for me to beat. So... Sorry. <laughs> you know what? I I was going to pick this bone with you a little bit later, but I'm going to bring it up right now, and I'm going to admit something, and I hope the gamers and the fans of this game don't get upset with me. I actually do not own Tecmo Bowl, and I like Tecmo Bowl when it came out, but I'm more of a Tecmo Super Bowl fan because Tecmo Bowl – only has 12 teams where Tecmo Super Bowl has 28 teams. So why is it in tournaments in your tournament you guys go with Tecmo Bowl and not Tecmo Super Bowl? Great question. Um, so there's a bunch of reasons for it. Um, I was first introduced to the NFL in 1985 um, and then really got immersed into it in 86, 87. Um, so Tecmo Bowl takes me back to those classic rosters from my childhood. Um, there's some gameplay variance between the two. Um, and don't get me wrong. I played a lot of Tecmo Super Bowl when it came out. Love that game. But, um, um, the, the control of the players in Tecmo Super Bowl, I feel like they're running on a little bit of a slick track. I just, I can't make the quick cuts. Um, that's always kind of drove me nuts. And it sounds a little wacky to say this, but the size of the sprites, um, the original Tecmo Bowl, they're really big players. And when it went to Tecmo Super, they had to make them smaller. Um, and um, from a strategic standpoint, um, there's more absolutes in Tecmo Bowl. Like if you do X and your opponent does Y, this will happen 100% of the time. And as to where Tecmo Super Bowl, there's more of a random, um, there's a random chance factor to it, which, um, which is fine. But um I've beaten some really good Tecmo Super Bowl players, and I'm not studied at that game, and I have no business beating them, and that bugs me. <laughs> really bugged me. I was at a tournament in group play, and this guy's really good, and I beat him, and it was fluky. And I was like, man, I have no business beating this guy. And uh, so, um, I don't know. It's just, if you... There is a faction of people. It's always about 25 to 30%, and they prefer original to Tecmo Super. So, yeah, I'm one of them. I know when I was a kid, my friend and I, Travis Krause, we had rented Tecmo Bowl and we were going to play it all night at a sleepover. 
And he was so excited, and I ex- got so disappointed. He is a Miami Dolphins fan, and I am a Detroit Lions fan. So when you have two kids sit down to play the Dolphins versus the Lions, and the Detroit Lions aren't in the game, I was a very crushed kid. So Tecmo <laughs> Super Bowl with uh, Mel Gray, Barry Sanders has, has always been fun for me to play, even though I very rarely lose with the – Philadelphia Eagles. Now, I had somebody comment on my Facebook page that claims uh, that he has never lost in Tecmo Bowl, and his name is Jordan Giesman. So, Jordan, you better listen to this. And he says the reason why he never loses is because he takes the Giants, and you can block every single extra point with Lawrence Taylor. Now, is that outlawed in the game because it's kind of a glitch in the game or if it's or it's kind of a cheat, or is there a way to stop that? Um, well, for starters, if you've never lost in Tecmo Bowl, you're playing the wrong people. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so there's that. Um, actually, this – ties into one of our rules in the tournament so when we kick field to keep field goals as part of the game we only allow the linebacker position player to try and block them because most teams don't have a fast linebacker position on field goals well obviously the Giants have LT so you do have to score touchdowns or not um and and it's right um LT can block virtually every extra point however if you're playing against Chicago or Indy with the really strong-legged kickers you can sneak some over over the the goalposts here and there with with uh, Chicago and Indianapolis. So, Jordan, I want to tell you to put your money where your mouth is, and I want you to go to Brad Bell's Tech Mobile tournament in Omaha, Nebraska, and we'll see if you come out of that unscathed. Now, before we get into the games a little bit and the strategy of the game, help me understand something. I'm a huge Oakland A's fan. In your tournament, and your RBI tournament, can I roll with the AL All-Stars so I can play with the Bash Brothers, Jose Canseco and Mark McGuire? Yeah, that would probably be a situation where you would, if you called out American League, National League, um, they would be in play. Um, American League, Boston, I think, is a good matchup. Um, so there would be options where you could get American League in play. Um, the, the tricky part with... RBI baseball, if you if you were to give people the option of taking a team, everyone would take National League because they are, without a doubt, the top team. Um, and so every matchup would be National League versus whoever over and over, you know, ad nauseum. So, so we've kind of put that matchup thing in to just get you the full spectrum of teams. Now, when did you decide to start your own tournament? Oh, I would say... Um, I used to do a, a Thursday night RBI at a local bar back in 2007. Um, and so we would get some decent little turnouts for that. Um, and so when I moved to Omaha in 2012, and I was in a bigger city, more um, just exposure to more people to draw in. Um, so I felt that that was a good time to start looking into that because we could just, you know, with the population base, we figured we could get some good numbers of people showing up. Now, your Twitter feed is Tecmo Bowl versus RBI Baseball. Do you do 
those tournaments combined in one? Is it one of those where it's an overall just how good of a sports gamer you are and there's points tied to RBI Baseball and there's points tied to Tecmo Bowl and you play everybody in both games? Or is it there's an RBI tournament and there's a Tecmo tournament and they're split into two? They are uh, separate, actually. So Tecmo Bowl, we always have at noon. RBI Baseball is at 6 p.m. Um, when you come in and get registered, we put everyone in groups of four to six players. And so you will play um, the three people in your group um, in the opening round, and you're basically playing for your seeding. So the top players from the, the group play will um, get the highest seeds and so on and so forth down. Um, so that's how, a, how our tournament kicks off before the elimination rounds. We are here with Brad Bell, Twitter handle Tecmo Bowl versus RBI Baseball. And I, I have to tell you, anybody that is remotely close to my age listening to this, you are going to be so excited. This is going to take you back 30 years to when there was not a care in the world. Just having these conversations is just getting me so excited to uh, to go play these games, and I'm reliving memories that I had growing up. Let's start with Tecmo Bowl. In your opinion, who are the best teams in the original Tecmo Bowl? Well, it's the Holy Trinity of Chicago, New York, and San Francisco. Those are uh, we've uh, played. Uh, I have a buddy I've played over a thousand games um, against. You know, we've documented them in, in logs and spreadsheets, and um, so we've consistently found that those three are the best three in the game. What is uh, your overall record against him? Oh, if we've played twelve hundred and fifty games. Um, I've probably lost uh, 400 or five, you know, so I don't know. Hard to say. Um, I haven't really, there was a long time where I was a lot better than him. And so it's kind of hard to keep those in the equation. Um, but over the years, he, you know, he caught up. And um, so um, it's, it's always a close game. It seems like. So but you, you definitely bad. have the bragging rights and the lifelong sure. series, correct? Yeah. Now, yeah. We've talked about some of the better teams. Who are the best players? Oh, well, I mean, you have your standard guys. You know, people want to say Bo and LT. Um, There's value in other players that are pretty good, but it's the position base. So, like, Carl Banks on the Giants, he's their top outside linebacker. Um, He's in a far more advantageous position than LT to – to um, cut off a quick pass up top. He can follow the clicks and kind of roll down. Um, Probably the most underrated player in all of original Tecmo Bowl is Fred Young, Seahawks, uh, topside middle linebacker. So everybody thinks Boz, but Fred was a, um, he was a two-time special teams pro bowler, 84, 85. And then he was a two-time linebacker pro bowler in 86 and 87. And so the Japanese programmers were doing their homework because they made Fred Young um, same speed as Mike Singletary. Um, just he is a man in that game. Um, so uh, defense is critical in Tech Mobile, so I always kind of start there. Um, Eric Dickerson on the Colts, my favorite player in the whole game. Um, just, uh, oh, man, he's epic. Um, Sean Landetta, the Giants punter. Um, people are going to say punter, technical. Um, That's what I was just going to say. <laughs> Landetta's maximum strength punt will go 76 yards from the line of scrimmage. So with the Giants defense being as stout as it is and 
touchdowns or nothing against LT and, and, the, and the crew. Um, Landetta plays a key role for that team with his just monstrous booming punts. Now, we've talked about some of the top players. We've talked about some of the top teams. Who do you feel are some of the most overrated teams and overrated players in Tech Mobile? Well, um, as we kind of touched on, you know, the Raiders with their 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 um, blocking scheme flaw. You know, everybody thinks Bo's unstoppable. And um, in my hands, with a controller, I'm pretty dang good with the Raiders. But, um, you know we've learned how to shut them down. Um, we have a really good scheme for shutting down Miami. Marino has the strongest arm in the game, but we take away the shotgun play. Um, and, uh, we call that a lot and you also get some computer coverage. So we figured out a way to, um, create small windows for Marino to throw into. So Miami really struggles, especially when they're player two. Um, so those two teams jump out immediately for me. Do you think uh, people think Bo Jackson is as great as he is in that game because of the commercials and, and the YouTube videos? Because I had never heard of a plan to actually shut him down until we started talking. Do you think that has something to do with it? Um. Well, I think the reason, this is my opinion, on why the, the – Basically, are you implying is, is why Bo was so good at Tech Mobile? Is that was that what you're saying? No, I'm just saying perception of Bo oh. Jackson is he is the greatest athlete in any base or in any sports game of all time. And I, I've, I've even read um, reports and news articles about some of the greatest professional athletes in games. And Bo Jackson is usually always one of the top ones where you gave us a strategy on how to stop him. Do you think it's because of the, the car commercial that he did or the YouTube videos where a guy goes on a 99-yard touchdown run that takes up the whole quarter where he runs from one end of the field to the other end of the field and then goes back to the other end of the field? Um, yeah, those certainly they certainly play a role. Um, Bo Jackson and Tecmo Super Bowl is a handful. I'll say that. Um, the, the pros, like the really elite Tecmo Super Bowl players – they have a game plan to shut him down and slow him down, but um, it's it's warranted when when Bo Jackson is in that discussion is that one of the top video game players of all time um, in Tecmo Super Bowl. He's definitely up there. But um, I know a lot of the really good Tecmo Super Bowl players, and they would cite Randall Cunningham as um, the better, you know, QB Eagles. Sorry guys. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's blasphemous to call him Cunningham, but yeah, uh, QB Eagles with his running speed and his throwing ability. Um, the, the guys in the know would say that he's probably better than Bo. Now we've been talking a little bit about strategy, but what would be some good strategies to use when you enter a Tecmo tournament? Um, the first thing I teach people is um, run defense. And so I have a video on YouTube, and it's called Tech Mobile Run Defense 101. And it, it explains in great detail the blocking schemes and how they work and how the assignments work. Um, and so on every run play, there's, tip, there's like a couple oddballs, but on every run play, there's three positions that are not blocked. And so the problem is when you get blocked – 
on a run play at you, you have to take time to shed that blocker. And while you're doing that, the running back is, is, you know, five yards downfield. Um, so it's paramount to know the positions that are not blocked on run plays. So you can, you know, slide up the line of scrimmage or attack from the safety position and make a tackle for a short gain or no gain. So that's, that's a good place to start. Now, what are some of the craziest things you've ever seen watching a game of Tech Mobile? Um, it's an easy question for me to answer, um, and I will probably never see it again. My buddy had uh, my buddy Nate had three kick return touchdowns on me in one game. <laughs> um, I like we. We've played over a thousand games and I've seen two in a game like five times. Our friends in Canada have played like a similar amount. They've seen two in a game like five times. So out of 2000 some games, it's happened twice. But the fact that it happened once for three touchdowns, I don't, I don't anticipate ever seeing that again. Is it safe to say you don't have a special teams kick return coverage video on YouTube? Um, you know, I, I do have a video that illustrates punter distances, but, um, there's some tricks and some ploys to, um, to, uh, defending kickoffs, you know, when you kick off and the kick cover or the kick return team. Um, but there's a lot of trash moving around with blockers and, and popcorn and stuff is happening. So, um, it's kick returns and tech mobile are a free for all. And that's what makes it great. Um, Quick little jab at Tecmo Super Bowl. Kick returns are really not a thing in Tecmo Super Bowl, which kind of bugs me. And in Tecmo Bowl, they are a massive wild card. It's it's interesting talking to you because this is a game that I played thousands and thousands of times, and I didn't. You don't realize all the nuances that go into it as as a kid and the blocking schemes and and how to stop the run unless you actually do pick the the correct play now what is the largest comeback you have ever seen um you know i'm sure somebody on youtube that's no good and and had a big lead and threw a bunch of touchdowns or excuse me threw a bunch of interceptions has probably blown a big lead you know um i'm not privy to that um but I know myself personally playing other elite level players. Um, the biggest comeback I've ever had is 14 points, which doesn't sound like a lot, but Techno Bowl is kind of a game of tug of war. You don't have a lot of time, a lot of possession. So um, the couple times I came back against my buddy Nate from 14 points down at halftime, um, that was quite a feat. And what do you think is your greatest Techno Bowl story you'd like to share? Oh, um, just. It's been such a long journey, um, learning the game, um, all the strategies, um, not only the knowledge, but then the application of them. Um, and then basically what I've done in tournament play in the public setting, um, you know, with those 10 tournament championships and 11 tries and the 64 and one record. Um, but I owe a lot of that I've had dedicated friends like, you know, I've played Nate over a thousand times, the Canadians, we've played them, you know, 50 plus times each. Um, we've got another guy, Ben, that we play a lot. So, um, I'm only great because I've had a support system of people that have had the same passion and we have played and played and played and grinded and and studied and, and talked philosophy. And so, um, so, um, on behalf of all my hardware, from around the U.S., um, I owe a lot of it to my friends. That's awesome. That That is great to hear. 
Now, this is a baseball podcast, but you do have a very popular Twitter feed in Tech Mobile versus RBI Baseball. We got we got to talk about RBI Baseball. Um, you've mentioned some before, but who do you think are the best teams in the game? I, I personally like to roll with the Detroit Tigers. They do lack in pitching, but I think Jack Morris can get you to the promised land, and they do have... They do have a lot of hitting. As an A's fan, it's tough for me to play with Kurt Gibson. But um, who are some of your favorite? Or not, I'm sorry, not favorite. But who do you think are the best teams in the game? Um, well, if you know the proper substitutions to make, Boston actually has the most powerful lineup. If you're bringing in Ellis Burks and Tony Armas up top, and then you throw Dave Henderson, they have more power than the National League, which is crazy to to consider. Um, so they're up there. Um, the National League, you know, they have tons of power. They got Fernando, whose curve is just sick. Um, um, Sutcliffe's okay, you know, but the National League is without a doubt the best team. Um, American League, they have the second best pitching staff, in my opinion. However, uh, the problem with American League, their six, seven, and eight hitters are really weak. Um, and then the pitcher comes up. So the problem with American League is the your opponent's your opposing pitcher gets time to coast through that back half of the lineup, and you can challenge hitters with get those quick contact outs. Um, so, but their pitching is so good, you know, they're up there. American League's up there. Um, so really, I think that's that's the three. And then I would say Detroit um, is in the combo is is the third or fourth best team. Um, righty lefty righty lefty lots of power fun team to play with thanks for uh tying in the oakland days there with a dave henderson clause uh, mm-hmm. dave henderson mentioned there now who are the best players oh um you know i've had a lot of twitter discussions about this um i go with two guys in particular tim Raines. um he basically has vince coleman speed as to where vince coleman doesn't even have warning track power. Um, Tim Raines has some has some decent pop. Um, the other thing with Raines, you have to pitch to Raines because in the National League lineup, there's bombers following him, and so you've got to try to get him out. And he feasts on anything over the plate. Um, another guy that um, sticks out to me is Eric Davis. Um, Nine hundred power, so he's not like super elite, but he is scary at the plate. And he has speed that rivals um, some kind of the more mediocre leadoff guys. Um, so, you know, Davis is just a monster with really good speed and really good power. He was a great hitter with the Cincinnati Reds and had one of the most memorable batting stances in, in <laughs> baseball history. I, I saw your video the other day you posted on how to pitch Vince Coleman to stop Vince Coleman. That was that was a good watch. I, I enjoyed watching that. Who are some of the overrated teams and players? Oh, um, well, St. Louis. Um, a lot of people talk about how they had like a no St. Louis rule. Um, St. Louis has no power. And um, the key to St. Louis, um, Vince Coleman and Ozzie Smith, you want to pitch them inside a little bit off speed. Um, you want them to pull the ball. If, if Vince Coleman hits the ball to third base slowly or he hits it in the hole to short, he's on. And he's probably stealing second. Um, same with Ozzie. So, um, but the, the trick is to just pitch them inside, jam them, get them to pop out, get them to ground to the right side of the infield. 
Um, you walk Jack Clark. I pretty much never pitched to Jack Clark. He's the only guy with power in that lineup. Um, and um, if I have anybody better than Houston, I feel super confident on beating the Cardinals. Um, they do have John Tudor, and he is probably the best pitcher in the game. So he can always keep the Cardinals close. But um, um, So that's my top overrated team in, you know, in the public sector or the public opinion. Now, you had helped me out with this. A public, I'm sorry, a computer programmer back in 2000 was able to, I, I'm going to use the term hack, even though I don't even know if he hacked the game, but um, he was able to find the player rankings. Now, this time was during my time of growing up watching baseball. So what would those rankings be that would that would be kind of unbelievable? You talked about Eric Davis. You talked about... Uh, some of the pitchers, but who were some guys that were either stud baseball players in real life that did not have the best rankings or have really good rankings and really just had okay Major League Baseball careers? Um, you know, Kirby Puckett doesn't have a lot of power. He doesn't have a lot of speed. Um, and so when you RBI baseball is based off the 86 and 87 division winners, and so during that time, Puckett was putting up some pretty good numbers. Um, and so he's a guy that a lot of people in the know are immediately go to as a guy who kind of got shafted in, in the rating system. Um, Tony Gwynn's another one. So our, the trick with it, the, the thing with RBI is because it's such a small park, power is, is the batting attribute. Um, and obviously, Tony Gwynn was not a big power guy, so the programmers made him – they made him really fast, but they gave him a really weak power rating. Um, so he's not a guy that gets a lot of hits when in reality, you know, he was a hitting machine. So I think if RBI had maybe a like line drive attribute or, or something, they could have put some other parameter or factor in the game. Maybe he would have been a better player, but unfortunately, he's Gwynn's really an afterthought. Now, you've talked about this with Vince Coleman and some other teams and some other players with substitutions that you can make. But if you're going to an RBI tournament, what are some of the strategies that could help you win that tournament? Um, well, RBI is, I like to call it the arms race. And, um, RBI, even though it's a small field and the game's all about power hitters, it's all about pitching. Um, and so you've got to be able to hit the outside spots. You've got to know the power ratings are important to know because you need to know which batters to pitch around and be careful with. You also want to know which batters to go and challenge and try and get that quick one or two pitch out. Um, so that's key. Um, if you go to the website, techmobileversusrbi.com, we have an RBI uh, baseball batting lineup page that shows all the, uh, the power ratings. It also explains how um, a pinch hitter, his first at bat, he gets a 64-point power bonus. So the pinch hitters are extra dangerous that first at bat. So, um, so um, you know, you want to make sure that you um, – are brushed up really well on pitching, and you're also going to want to know those those player ratings so you can get the most power, the most uh, run-scoring potential in your lineup. Now, we talked about in Tech Mobile, the craziest thing you ever saw was three kick return touchdowns in one game. What's the craziest thing you've ever seen in an RBI game? 
Oh, uh, it happened. So as Omaha's tournament's grown over the years, um, you know, we got these people from different states. We've called it the national tournament. I mean, it's, it is what it is, you know, when you got people from seven, eight, ten states coming in. So last year, we had a two-time defending champ make it to the championship round. Um, he's playing a guy who had won RBI tournaments already in Columbus, Ohio, and Chicago. So you got a couple alphas going at it. Um, it's game two. The defending champ is down one game to nothing. He's facing elimination. And one of them calls the dreaded St. Louis Houston matchup. <laughs> um, and so not a lot of power. You got to hit your spots. You got to try to generate a run is, is basically how you win that. Well, no one could generate any runs and it went nine innings. It went 15 innings. It went 19 innings. It finally went uh, 22 or 23 innings. The pitchers were throwing like 23 miles an hour and, uh, <laughs> Um, and somebody finally got a hold, had a couple guys on, finally got a hold of something, hit a three-run homer to force game three. Um, and, like, I'd been a part of an 18-inning game, Minnesota and uh, New York. I'd been a part of a 14-inning California, um, San Francisco, which was kind of surprising because those are really powerful teams. But the 23-inning Houston-St. Louis is, without a doubt, the wildest thing. Like, I will never see that again. What is your greatest RBI story? Oh, geez. Um, you know, there's some wins that I'm really proud of over the years. Um, I'm pretty dang good at RBI, but, and I can, I feel like at my best, I can beat anybody, but I'm not consistent. However, um, there was a tournament in Columbus, Ohio, I think it was 2008. And so there was a 10 game opening round. You played 10 people. And um, so Joey Cordiano, and he's always in the championship round of any tournament he goes to. And so we had to, he was on my schedule to play of those 10 games. Um, and I was the only guy that beat him in that preliminary round. He, he was what, nine and one or, or whatever. Or maybe it was 11 guys. So maybe it was 10 and one. I was the only guy to beat him that first day. Um, so um, that, that's something I always go back to is, you know, I was the only guy to beat him. Um, another win I can think of, um, Victor Lapari, which was our two-time Omaha champ. Um, he was 18-0 in the Omaha tournament, and I drew him in the opening round of the third time he was there, and I gave him his first loss. So um, so uh, I just kind of relish, you know, I'm not as good as, as the big dogs, but um, in a one-game situation, I know I can beat them. And so, you know, those are nice wins for me. And we talked about in – Tech Mobile, the biggest comeback you ever saw was 14 nothing, or a 14-point deficit. Have you ever seen an extraordinary comeback in RBI baseball, or is it pretty much you get a couple-run lead, you're not going to blow it? Oh, there's. I've seen um, – I've been a part of some big ones. Um, you know, the thing with the tournament is when you're – when you're playing, you're really locked into your game and there's so many other games going on, but you're kind of oblivious to them. Um, I do remember a buddy was beating me, um, geez, something like seven to two or eight to two. And then I just had one of those innings where um, at the plate where everything he, he pitched, I somehow hit somewhere. And I think I ended up winning like 12 to eight. Um, so that was um, one of my more memorable comeback wins. Thanks, Brad, for uh, sharing your experiences, plugging your tournaments, talking about two great games 
that many of us in the listening audience grew up listening to with our friends. Hey! Is this heaven? No. It's the Around the Horn section of the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. Five random questions that the guests were not prepped for. Now we are changing the Around the Horn segment with Brad here, who uh, has the Twitter handle, TechMobile vs. RBI Baseball. He also has a website. Brad, can you plug your website again one more time? A couple websites, actually. Um, TechMobile versus RBI.com. That's where I house a lot of um, strategy videos, um, just information about teams, team rankings, player ratings um, for Tecmo and RBI. And then also the website that we have um, with all of the information of our annual national championship tournament, that is TecmoBowlNES.com. Make sure you check those out. And if anybody... uh especially Jordan Giesman, put your money where your mouth is. You claim you've never lost in Tech Mobile, hit up one of these tournaments. So the Around the Horn segment is normally five random baseball questions that the guest was not prepped for. We are going to switch it up here with Brad. So baseball players are rated as five-tool players, as in five tools makes them the best player. So, Brad, I'm going to show you this Nintendo cartridge right here. We have RBI Baseball. We're going to say this is a five-tool game, meaning it's the best baseball game around. Okay? So, I am going to show Brad different Nintendo baseball games, and he's going to give us a quick rating using the five tool system with five being the best one being the worst i'm going to give you an easy one first brad okay baseball stars two. Oh, um I'm, i'll give that a four a four yeah you are generous i am giving it a one i think it's an awful game next one bad news baseball Ooh, this one I'd say a three. I would give that a four. I love Bad News Baseball. It's a lot of fun. Now, this one, not a lot of people know about. Little League Baseball by SNK, who also did Baseball Stars. My buddy Ben loves this game, and um, I've played it. It's a lot of fun. It's it's cool. Um, I'll give it a four. I'm going to give this a five. I, You know what? I'm going to give it a four, too, because it's a five if it has major league players and major league teams. I'm going to give it a four. A lot of fun. Do you know who Brad plays with? Oh, oh, uh, Ben. Um, I'm sorry, Ben. He, um, I'm not sure what he, who his team is, but um, he, he's always been championing, you know, like, hey, let's do a Little League Championship Series tournament. So I'm like, well, if you want to run it, that's fine. But <laughs> Great game. New York and Texas are the two okay. U.S. teams. I can't remember. There's one really good international team. I believe I saw this on your thread the other day. Baseball Simulator 1000. <sighs> I'll give it a... Jeez. That's a tough one. Um... I'll give it a four because I love the different stadiums and the different dimensions. Um, it, some of the other parts of the game I, I didn't enjoy so much, but the stadium factor was so awesome. 
I, I agree with you. I, I'll give it a four as well. I, I love the stadium where down the left and right field line, it's like 200 feet to hit it out. It, it's just, it's such a small stadium. And I like to play just normal games. I don't like to do the superpowers at all. Now, this one, not a lot of people know about this one either. I did see it on your thread the other day. Dusty Diamonds All-Star Softball. This one... Um I've played a little and I've read a lot of good reviews. I will go with a three. And I'm also going to give it a four as well. I feel like I can't give any fives because RBI is the game. And that's, I feel there's not one that matches it. Now this one, I'm sure you've put many hours into. I still put many hours into this game. The original baseball stars. It's the only game that's in the conversation as RBI is the best, so it's a five. I'm going to give it a five as well. I, I wish there were major league teams and major league players, and you can make your own teams and your own all-star teams and put, put that in there. But, wow, that's a fun game when you get six people that all make and create their own team and, and do a league. It's a lot of fun. Last game for you in the Around the Horn section and we have the original Bases Loaded. Oh, man. Um, played a lot of Bases Loaded. Um, unfortunately, I can only do three. And I would go with two on that one. Just, I mean, you can tell the games that I bought, the baseball games, I absolutely love. Um, and I built up my Nintendo game collection. But that was a game that my parents, when I was little, knew I liked baseball. So they just went to whatever store and just bought a baseball game. And that's that's what they bought. I, I did like the aspect of if you bean so many guys, they charge the mound and somebody gets punched in the face. But it's just it's yeah. just an average, average game. It really doesn't have too much excitement or replay factors around it. Why, why did you give it the rating that you did, Brad? Um, so it's too easy to hit and bases loaded. Like it's totally like every time we play a two player game, um, everybody was in double digit runs. Um, so that was my first issue with the game. Um, also it took like almost an hour to play one game. You know, as to where RBI is like a 15, 18 minute game. And then um, this is a big one for me. Um, so in RBI baseball, you can get a hold of a fly ball and hit it down the line at the last second. It's going to tail foul. It might stay fair. Well, I played a bajillion games of bases loaded and you literally could not hit a fly ball anywhere remotely near the foul pole, the foul line. So it didn't have that drama of, is it going to be fair? Is it going to be foul? Um, and uh, thumbs down, dude. Got to have that drama with the with the fly ball right down the line. You you're exactly right with that. I I, I agree with you. And RBI, such an amazing game. One quick question here before we go to closing time. When you do your tournaments, are you doing these on old school Nintendos or are you using like the top loaders or do you have some modded ones or are you playing them on emulators? Um, when I started, we were using exclusively old Nintendo systems. Um, but over time, I've moved to the, the high def um, top loading systems made by Hyperkin and um, Gamers Tech. And then there's an, um, the Retro USB, which is made by AVS, and it's like a $200 system. Um, you get 
perfect color, perfect sound. So I have a couple of those that we use now, but mostly gone to the newer platforms um, because I have, um, geez, like 15, you know, high def TVs that I got off Craigslist and mm. Facebook marketplace. And so those newer systems, they just look a lot better on the, on the HD TVs. And on the newer systems, do you have to uh, blow on the game or anything to get it to work? You just plug it in and you go? Yeah, just you plug it in and you basically you put the card in and you push the power button. And that whole blowing in the cartridge thing is such a it's a myth um, because really a lot of people, maybe they just didn't think about this, but the game works or doesn't work depending on how well the pins touch each other. So, um, so, you know, I, I read so many tweets about blowing in the game and it just kind of makes me laugh, you know? And then my last question for you, Brad is now tech mobile, they keep, um, making emulators of it year in and year out. So I could get tech mobile, with last year's rosters and and play it that way do you ever host tournaments um using those games or do you ever buy those every year to do a season in in them or are you strictly nintendo tech mobile i'm really just interested in the original the original um rosters and everything um TecmoBowl.org has, you know, every year they're releasing mostly for Tecmo Super Bowl, but there are people that release for Tecmo Bowl. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't really play them. And um, there's so much work that goes into our tournament, um, planning, preparation, equipment. Um, I really only have, can do one a year, you know, one big, one big day long celebration. So I, um, the idea sounds great, but it would just be way too much work. Again, I'd like to thank Brad Bell from Tecmo Bowl vs. RBI Baseball on Twitter. One of the top, actually I'm going to say the top, Tecmo Bowl player in the United States for joining us. Please stick around for our closing time segment. We know when we hear Mariano Rivera's music in the background, the podcast is coming to an end, just like the game did when he entered. Stick around for closing time. One last thank you to Brad Bell, Tecmo Bowl vs. RBI Baseball on Twitter. Give him a check out. Give him a follow. Now, Brad... The Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast always ends with closing time, and this is your time to promote, plug, give an inspirational speech, anything that you would like to talk about during this time, and it is 100% completely uninterrupted. So, Brad, you have the floor. Thank you. Um, So... Um, we had a pretty epic tournament planned this year and then something called coronavirus showed up and, uh, made it so we were unable to host events. So, um, I have no idea when the next Tech Mobile version and RBI baseball tournament is going to be. However, uh, find me on tech, uh, at Tech Mobile versus RBI on Twitter. Give me a follow. And, uh, once we get the tournament, uh, rolling, um, I highly recommend, um, you know, if you're out of state, bring a buddy, come to our tournament. Um, here's the thing with our tournament. 
you're guaranteed about six or seven games, regardless of if you're the best player there or the worst player there. Our format's um, geared to give everyone a pretty epic gaming experience. Um, our format also ultimately will pit you against someone with a similar skill set um, down the stretch in your final games based on where you finish. Um, so, um, you know, come relive um, the good old days, get that nostalgia fix in Omaha at the National Championship at Tecmo and RBI. Um, so that's my spiel. And um, tying into this being a baseball podcast, I am a staunch supporter of the pitcher batting in the National League and DH in the AL. Keep the tradition alive. On the minute with Manaman today, I'm going to focus on a time when things were simpler. It's interesting. It's the middle of August 2000, and I actually recorded this on June 7th of 2020. So I've sat on it for a while. Wanted to find a good time to release it. We're in the middle of a baseball season, football season's preparing to be launched, we hope. But these games were so simple and were so fun. I, I think back of playing these games in my basement or my friend's basement and the hours of entertainment that we had playing these games. And it's made me reflect and think about this quarantine and this pandemic and how life before it was so complex and was so crazy. And I think sometimes we forget about what's important in life. In this pandemic, I can tell you that I've looked at the simpler things like how RBI Baseball and Tech Mobile were. And I looked at scaling back and working on building those relationships that may have taken a back burner because we were always on the run. We always had something to do. And this pandemic has forced us to stay in a little bit more, be a little bit safer, and connect with those people who are truly close with us. And it reminded me of connecting with my friends over these two games. 6-4-3, we're out of here. Post-game show is brought to you by... Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it. Thank you for listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. You can find us on social media, Facebook and Instagram by searching Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. And you can follow me on Twitter at Coach Manaman. Go to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review, find us on Spotify, and subscribe.